welcome to Soberish. Um, this is just going to be a podcast about notes that I've written down. Uh, I know I don't sound as high energy as I've been for the last month. Um, some of these symptoms have come back. I have researched on the internet and apparently this is sometimes this happens as kind of immune response. So I'm going to take a week. I'm already taking a week off. My strategy is to work myself to death for three straight weeks while I'm home alone and then take a a week off whenever uh, Mark and I are visiting. But um, it's never all the way off. It's just like I'll work um, one of my three jobs. But anyway, so that lined up anyway, but I'm having like, it's so weird. It's like full body arthritis, I guess, but it's like lots of crazy, like shooting pains. And then my vision gets weird on one side and I'm tired and I am a little bit foggy. I was like the one thing I'm like, just don't take my brain. I don't care. Do whatever you want to my body. Just leave my brain, please. And I thought I was doing pretty good, but then I had to move a reading and then I, um, I, uh, I was a little bit spacey on a live. So, uh, I don't know. I'll figure it out. I hack everything by experiencing it and maybe it's time to, to figure out. I never have an answer when people are asking me about body stuff cause I just adapt to whatever physical stuff I've dealt with in my life. And so Maybe this is an opportunity for me to hack something. I've also read some things about how this the immune system just kind of get, gets into a rut when you have um, whatever these tick illnesses are. And then um, it just kind of does this for a while. So not the end of the world. But uh, I know I've been meth Jessa for uh, galactic meth Jessa for a month. And now we're slowing it down. Um, I just have this like list of uh, notes that I frantically wrote when in the course of the last couple weeks. And so I thought I would just go through them. We'll just have a little uh, download soup here. And some of these are, you know, notes in response to some of the things we've talked about recently. Um, I just released an episode on the Patreon with someone who just isn't ready to be on the on the big main public woo stage. So uh, it's a really interesting episode about tension and tensegrity and the role of tension in manifestation. And that is on the Patreon. It's on the $5 tier. I recommend it, but I never recommend, you know, join the Patreon if you want. But if you do the $5 tier, you get that episode. You also get all of the past episodes. You could uh, download them real quick and get back out if you wanted. All right. Um, so these are going to be all out of order and all, all over the place. The first one I've got is we wake up in the spiral and we sleep to heal. I think a lot of things that we have as we move up how do I word this? Okay. We have this idea in our head that ascension means that one day we're all going to believe the same thing. We're all going to have no pain, no struggle. Everything's going to be perfect. 
and um and we think that that's what unity is and so we keep trying to get to that and we have this this deeply ingrained idea about good and bad right and wrong and for the purpose of, the purpose of this podcast i want to th- let me think actually a little bit here the stuff i'm i'm talking about here that i'm addressing here is i'm i'm really concerned about the um, things i see in the spiritual community where some things that help us like hacks that help us in our own personal um experience are often thrown at marginalized groups at so like when i'm talking here i'm talking about like things within ourselves these are not things to take away from the trauma or justify the trauma or justify things we have done that we could make amends for in our own lives or in other people's lives sorry here's already the dementia um Okay, so an example of this is like everything happens for a reason, which is like my least favorite at this point, right? It's 2020. We have so much better things than that. Is uh, is sometimes uh, so- something to that effect is a good way to pull yourself out of a bit of a rut, you know, is to follow that. It is not something to throw at someone who is, uh, you know, systemically oppressed in our society. It's really not for us to say anything about the trauma of someone else that we haven't lived. Even if you have lived it, I can offer up like, here are some ways that I dealt with my sexual abuse. Here are some ways that I dealt with my actual abuse. Here are some ways that I dealt with that. I can't speak to the experience of someone who had um, a different trauma or more trauma or, you know, entire, uh, communities of trauma. That's not my place. It's really not our place to throw anything. These are things that can work when you're in the space for them and want them. They're not to be used as like platitudes. So, um, this is something I think about a lot because I'm, you know, I'm basically a comedic motivational, speaker but there's just a time and a place for some of these and and there's also a a very necessary time to feel our feelings to acknowledge our experience and it's so important that we are opening our hearts and acknowledging the experience and seeing the perspective of others like if you want unity if you want unity that's where it's at it's not, it's not in convincing everyone to get on the same page as you. It's in really hearing and seeing other people's perspective. And especially in areas in which um, other people have suffered and you have benefited or your shadow or your programming or your trauma has caused pain on others. So I have to keep putting these disclaimers in here because I see some like really helpful um personal tricks for processing our shit and kind of like getting out of the matrix for a minute or like leveling up being thrown at people whose trauma is fucking real and those two things can exist at the same time those two things in the third dimension your trauma can be very real and need to be worked with and at the same time um manifestation can be real 
And those two things actually don't contradict each other. Those two things work hand in hand. So that's what I'm talking about here with the spiral. Okay. So one of the things, and I'm guilty, uh, not guilty, but like something that I am realizing that I've, I've, I guess I've known. Don't you love that? Like we know things, but then we don't, we get to understand them on a deeper level is that, um, hold on. I'm being loud as hell. Um, Going to sleep is not bad. Going to sleep is not, going to sleep is how we do this work. And all these words are made up, right? We're just like coming up with constant like words and metaphors to explain this experience of consciousness, right? And because of spiritual bypassing and toxic positivity and mainstream new age shit that I don't resonate with at all, I kind of am constantly moving the vocabulary to try to not um, lump what I'm saying into things that have already had the the true power sucked out of them. Um, but I would define unconsciousness is when you are believing that the, the dream is real. And consciousness is just when you are tapped into the fact that this isn't you know, that this is a game or a dream or whatever, right? And we are coming out of this just needing to identify every single thing. We have to label every single thing as good or irredeemably bad. And those two things are, that's such the old world, right? That's such the um, good, bad, right, wrong, light, dark, right? It's the duality. We don't escape the challenges of life and the tension because that's what we're here for. We will eventually stop needing everything to fit into one of those two categories because nothing really does. Nothing really does. I've started using wounded or unhealed, even when I'm referring to versions of myself where, you know, I fucked up. I made mistakes. I caused harm. Um, letting other people who have hurt me in the past, like allowing myself to see them as like unhealed in an area or like, here's where our trauma made it to where we were the perfect, perfect yin and yang, uh, pain machine. But I'm right now just going to talk about forgiving ourselves for falling asleep. So like, as you guys know, like a few weeks ago, I put out a thing where I was like, God damn it, I went to sleep. And I don't remember anything else about that episode because I do not have a memory. But um, going to sleep is how we use this game to integrate what we are learning. So we get the downloads, right? And then we go to integrate the downloads and we create an opportunity for ourselves. We create an interaction with someone close to us, an interaction at work. Like I'm currently integrating, honoring the perspective of everyone. And I am very objective and always, uh, and have been very objective, which means, um, I can see where almost everyone's coming from. I used to involve myself in trying to get everyone else to see it. And I don't do that anymore. So a lot of times when I'm taking a hard stance on something, it's because I, it's the time to take a hard stance on that. But if I'm honest, I can even tell you where the bad guy's coming from. That doesn't make it right. It just is like, oh, I can see why they think they are defending themselves here. An area where I don't do that is when people are mad at me, 
when people are mad at me, it's very difficult for me to be like, hey, this person has the right, because they're misunderstanding me from my perspective, obviously. If someone thinks I'm bad, they, from my perspective, I don't, you know, or they think I did something. A lot of times it's just I wasn't paying attention. I think people think I have a lot more capacity for being tuned into every single thing in my life. And uh, I don't, I think people really underestimate the amount of things I put on my plate. So I'm giving everything about 10% attention. And um, in that me being spaced out or whatever, there's a lot of room for, you know, people to play whatever movie they need to play, but like they need to play that in my reflection. And it, it doesn't, I don't, I don't have to have anything to do with that. And it's, that's really hard for me because someone being mad at me makes me feel like I'm dying and I'm learning to honor that perspective. Like that perspective is valid. If you think I'm bad or nefarious or out to get people or uh, some type of dark entity or so, I mean, have your experience, man. That's, um, I'm here if you want to have a actual conversation about it, but otherwise I honor your right to believe that I am whatever you believe that I am. And that's been really hard for me, but like everyone has the right to their timeline. Um, and I'm, I'm speaking right now to my own personal experience. So this is not to be uh, applied to every single area of lives. Okay. We like, we live in a community. Uh, we are moving towards something better for the whole. So I am not applying this to racists. Okay. Um, I am creating opportunities for myself to work that out. Okay. So I'm creating things where people I care about are mad at me. People I don't know are mad at me. Like I'm like, I'm in this, like a bunch of people are mad at me and I mean a bunch of people by justice standards. I'm quite dramatic in this, um, arena by the way. And I could take two different stances on that. I could take life's a nightmare. Why is all everything I hate happening to me? Or I could say, you know, like, oh, this is giving me an opportunity to face this thing that I am afraid of, which if I go back to my most recent downloads, my most recent downloads have been about what is unity? Like, what is unity? Is unity everyone believing the same thing? Because the new societies that I saw and that I'm getting huge glimpses of in the 7D downloads that I'm getting right now, which are, they're like previews of what's to come, in the January mass download um, are very small communities, very small communities of resonant souls. And that we say, you know what? I don't resonate with that. And I'm done screaming at it. I'm just disconnecting from it. And us 12, you know, us 50, us hundred, we resonate. Let's go over here and do our own thing. And we don't have to kill that we just disconnect from it. And, um, I'm trying to like, okay, well, what does that look like? And then, and then I'm seeing, I'm remembering all these like past civilizations where, um, where we failed at this or where we had this and then we lost this. 
And like, I'm talking like Atlantis, right? So as I'm integrating this, it makes perfect sense that I go down into the 3D. I forget that I am, I have downloaded this because I was very excited about this when I downloaded it. I'm like remembering Atlantis and I'm like, oh, that's how we fell asleep as we started trying to control everyone. I just kind of had a whole mind-blowing realization and I cut it out because I need to think about it a little bit. But, um, so we get this, we get this download, right? And we feel a taste of unity when we get the download. And then we come down into the third dimension and we work on that wound again, realizing that most wounds are, that come back to that mother wound, right? They come back to that trying to come back together, the masculine and feminine energy. That's not sex. That's not gender. That's energies those two things trying to come back into unity so that we can come back into a a greater, I'm just choking on my tongue, a greater version of unity. We are working that out in the third dimension and we go to sleep to do that. It isn't, oh fuck, I fell asleep. The realization like, oh shit, I'm asleep is just how we hop back out. So imagine we do have VR masks on and we hop down into the game and we conquer a level using the things we just got from our most recent download. And then we beat the level. We face our worst fear. We face our core fear. We face some version of that. I'm noticing a direct correlation between what feels like a loop, what feels like being stuck in people's readings, in my friendships, in my own personal thing. Every time I face an abandonment or people being mad at me, as soon as I finish that, I level up. So it's like we all have this core wound, but that core wound is where we level up. So we, and we, we deal with different versions of it. Like for me, it's a different, I beat the level and then it's, and then it's a different version. But then we have all this shame about having fallen asleep. And I think that narrative has been wrong. I mean, for years, I just like struggled to stay awake and stuff. I remember when I was hacking money, I was like putting up 1111 and everything else in, in my house, like trying to keep myself awake. And I think there is some value sometimes to that. Like now I would just say that's my programming. And now I have like developed systems for going straight after your poverty programming, your lack programming, and just kind of cutting that out. But back when I was like trying to come up with that system, I was like just trying to remember that it's a program. Okay, sorry. I'm like downloading this as as I go. I'm I'm this is fucking clearing up so much shit for me. I'm probably um just annoying for you guys. But um anyway, going to sleep is part of the game. And the realization that we're asleep is just like we beat the level and then we go, "Oh, I'm sleeping." And then we hop back out. And then we get more information and then we bring it back down. And then we hop back out. And this is how the planet ascends. Like this is how we get to, this is how we anchor the fifth dimension. Imagine like a um what would that be like? What's that cross stitch where you have like the round thing and you're stitching it in and out. We are weaving these higher dimensional concepts into the structure of the third dimensional reality by going up, getting the information coming down. And we usually face our core fear 
and you know or whatever our most recent fear is i mean there was a time where it was all i was in just a fine relationship and it was all playing out through um money insecurities right as i was like hacking abundance now it looks like i'm gonna face some stuff with the physical body and figure it out there um so interesting i can't wait to share the thing i just realized i just it's um it does kind of connect to a lot of bigger things and i i want to like make sure that it's solid in my head so i want to think about it a little bit um real quick while i'm talking this is going to be all over the place Real quick, while I'm talking about money, abundance, I know we've been talking about that a lot, and we do get into that on that Patreon episode. We do talk quite a bit about using failure and using the tension built from the the less desired outcome in that. But I want to talk, this is something I've been saying in readings, and I've said it a couple times on Patreon, and I'm probably going to drive you guys nuts with it. But um, it's time to tap into your ability to manifest. I mean, if you're healing trauma, heal your trauma, work through it. But, um, how do, how did the, okay. So I met a pilot, sorry, God, this is brain fog. God damn it. Um, I met a pilot at one point. I can't remember. And I don't even know if this is true. This is just like one of these fucking small talk conversations. But I was just like, yeah, wow, crazy planes fly. That's me small talking a pilot. And he said, well, they're built to fly. It's actually harder to keep them on the ground. Like, that's the challenge. And I think about that every time the car- the plane's on the runway. I'm like, is, it- is this thing trying to leave the ground right now? And they're having to work to keep it down. But that is the perfect analogy of our relationship with abundance and lack like abundance is your natural state of being your and because it doesn't it's the least important thing. like we just create worlds that's just what you're built to do is to just instantly manifest everything in your environment and in 20 years we're going to be like do you remember when we only manifested things we hated like it's going to be so wild to us that we used to have to do the cups and vision boards and shit to try to like pull ourselves out of lack but we do work so hard to keep the plane on the ground. Your mind, your busy mind, if you struggle with lack and you kept a journal, which I kind of recommend doing for a minute, if you kept a diary of every time you thought about money and what those fucking internal conversations were you would be like oh fuck I am working around the clock to keep myself on the ground when things uh are fine we tend to think about how they're not going to be fine in three weeks when things are great we tend to think about how the other shoe could drop when things are we're struggling we just loop on how we're going to be struggling forever like our mind is so busy keeping us in that lack programming and the aliens are over it. Just so you know, the Galactic Federation is fucking over it. They're over lack. They were like, the wealth needs to be redistributed. We need to be the ones redistributing the wealth. They are never going to redistribute the wealth. We have to manifest the wealth and give it away and get this thing completely change the way the society works. You're not going to hating the billionaires is not going to end the billionaires. We have to manifest the money and then give it away and make it to where their system collapses because nobody needs it because everybody figured it out. 
Um, and I know that that sounds super easy peasy. And the reason they say it is because it is easy peasy. But I thought it might also be helpful for you guys to know that they are exasperated by our, uh, to quote them, um, uh, lack is the dumbest fucking thing they do there. I can't believe you guys bought into it. Of all the things you could have bought into, you had to buy into the dumbest fucking one. That's not even actually a good quote, but it's pretty close to it. Um, I know it was helpful for me in February of 2019 when I asked him about it. I'd already pretty much hacked abundance, but, um, I still had all these stories about why I can only get it from here. Like, you know, this is the only place I can get it. But I was like, what about money? And they're like, they don't have eyeballs, but if they it like, they were like, uh, money doesn't exist. It doesn't exist anywhere. For the love of fuck, just put your hand out and have it. Make up a story about where it comes from and get it. Like, they don't give a fuck, honestly. And when you think about what can be done, um, what can be done, and I'm not talking about get a bunch of money and buy a mansion and three cars, because it's disgusting. I'm talking about, like... Look at the thing that you want to do. Do you want to help the homeless? How would you help the homeless? Is that like, is that a passion of yours? How would you help the homeless? Then just get the money to help the homeless. That's it. Like just write out a plan and then have the money. Um, and that sounds, that sounds so just flippant. You're gonna have to listen to the other 5,000 things about manifesting to get there. But when it clicks, you're going to be like, oh shit, it's this is so stupid. This is how easy it is. And you're, you're going to realize like, Oh, because I've been working overtime to keep myself. So it's not about trying to get abundance. Abundance is not elusive. It's about identifying the part, the control that like works overtime to keep you on the ground. I really do think we should all be carrying around notebooks and writing down every time money pops in your head and what your thoughts are. And you would be like, Oh fuck holy fuck. Uh, no wonder every time the server comes to my table, I just get more of this shit because it's all I'm fucking thinking about. Lack. All right. Um, back to the first page. Um, okay guys, here's a fun one. Well, first of all, apocalypse. I said that apocalypse means the unveiling. That's the Greek. I don't care what Webster says because, you know, uh, apocalypse means to unveil or to lift the veil or something. I can't remember now because I have brain fog, but um, that's where I got it for. Uh, Whenever I like Google a word, I always scroll down to what the root of the word is because there's a lot of power in that and a lot of like what Webster's versions of things are or whatever our current perception of it is, which is like fine, but like also there's a lot of power in when I was a Christian towards the end of Christ- my um Christian time, I got obsessed with the Greek Hebrew and the concordance and I was like I was like digging into everything and I was like, "Hey, how come this, you know, we're told this word means this, but this is what it actually means." And they're like, "Hey lady, stop asking questions." So, um, yeah, apocalypse means to unveil and there was something else, um, something unveil the hidden or something. I can't remember now, but that's where I got it. I'm sure a bunch of you looked that up and thought, what the fuck is she talking about? All right. So we wake up in a spiral. We sleep to heal was the note there. 
And uh, so that spiral is good. When we start seeing it as diving in and jumping out of the game and start having a little more fun with that. Um, I also just, I just want to tell you guys to start journals, start journals. Cause I think sometimes when we've been in the game for three days, we're like, am I ever going to stop suffering? Like we were like ecstatically blissed out three days ago. And then we're like, I have been suffering for years. And it's like, you've been in the game for 36 hours. So I think it might be helpful for us to just start, um, like just journal everything for a month. Like, how do you feel? What kind of energy are you in? Are you in download energy or in this? Because I think there's a very clear game happening. Very obvious with a lot of patterns that we just, you know, there's so much happening. So there's so much happening Add a journal to it. All right. Now download energy, download energy. I also call meth energy. I also call it manic energy. Download energy is fun and we're in a ton of it. Cause right now we're just getting pummeled with our memories and the Akashic records. Uh, guys learn, learn baby aliens specifically. Those of you who have only been awake for a year, um, keep your downloads to yourself while you're downloading. I mean, this is, uh, don't tweet. In download energy, unless you're a professional and have been doing this for a while, do not share download energy with nor like regular people who aren't doing this yet. Everyone's going to wake up, by the way. Everyone's going to wake up. So I'm not I'm not judging anyone. Uh, there are tons of people right now who have woken up in the last few months, and you know, a year ago I would have talked about them like somehow I was superior. But when I see people wake up and just get to step immediately into this level of consciousness, I think, oh, you actually picked a much smarter way. So imagine, you know, the people who are just going to wake up after we've built the new world. Uh, that might be brilliant. Look at the suffering we're doing. But anyway, uh, you know, baby aliens, stop tweeting during download energy. Stop letting, obviously, if you're having, you know, scary thoughts or, uh, or, um, you know, anything like that, like mental health stuff that obviously talk to someone and get somewhere safe. But if you're just connecting, uh, you know, you're connecting dots that are not going to make sense to anyone else. Just don't, you know, don't, you guys are getting committed and shit. Like just, just talk to other aliens keep you know keep it kind of there's just a sensation when you're when you first start down like if you saw me when I'm downloading I'm nuts and I just keep it to myself I, I'm not very active on social media and I don't I definitely don't go talk to like my slumbery friends and family about you know how I'm connecting sacred geometry with these uh Beyonce lyrics and I've cross-referenced it by a Terrence McKenna quote you know you're bringing you're bringing intense packets of energy to the planet and uh you haven't unpacked them yet and they are not for evangelizing they're for you and then you can share when you have uh integrated them a little bit but you're just going to get 5150. So just uh you know, keep the the mania kind of to yourself. Have fun with it. This is a, you know, it's a time for ourselves. It's not a time to be sharing with the public. Also that is not mental health uh uh advice. Obviously if you are thinking about harming yourself or others um or you feel like you are dangerous, go talk to them. I'm mostly speaking to stop stop trying to explain you know what I mean? Uh, stop trying to explain the Pythagorean. I can never pronounce that word. 
uh, theorem to people on the red carpet. You know what I'm saying? They don't get it. They can't hear you. They're just going to think we're nuts. So, um, hide your downloads. Um, <laughs> uh, with a, your desire to evangelize will get you committed. You also just like, can't evangelize it. This isn't it. This is what we're learning is this is an internal thing and you can't teach it to someone else. You can only like confirm what they're already experiencing. That's why, you know, people accidentally tune into this podcast and they go, this bitch is nuts. And it's like, yes, I am crazy, uh, to you. And, um, that's because you don't know what I'm talking about yet, but there are thousands of people who are like, Oh fuck, this is exactly what I was thinking. And that's who we talk to. We talk to other resonant souls. We don't have to bother. They'll get it. Let them get it on their own. You know what I mean? You're like running up and trying to open their Christmas present. Let them open their own fucking Christmas present. Uh, this says accept it to transmute it. I don't even know what I was talking about there, but it is like the thing you're most afraid of. Accept it. Um, and, and then it, you're able to transmute it and it's crazy cause you accept it and then you transmute it. And then a lot of times you never have to experience it again. Um, oh yeah. I was talking to P the fairy about this the other day. I've been thinking a lot about, it's important to help people understand when they are in, uh, and I'm so tired of the, the word, um, narcissist, but to find out that there was kind of a classification for one particular type of behavior that we are all capable of. And many of us have like, you know, a lot of what we call like narcissism, a lot of those behaviors are just unhealed behaviors. Right. I mean, I have seen a straight up NPD in action and it's, not what most of us are talking about, but, um, a lot of the behavior when we get entangled with people in codependent relationships, a lot of our behavior is like, would be considered, I could have been labeled as a narcissist in, in past relationships when I was younger and definitely could make that fit for a lot of, um, you know, different relationships that I've had. And sometimes it's valuable, especially like last year, it was valuable to say like, oh, okay, this relationship with my mom, I prefer vampire over narcissist because narcissist is connected to like a mental health like classification. And I also don't want to like stigmatize or other people who are actually dealing with this. But uh, when I say like a vampire connection, it's like this person isn't exchanging energy with you. They are taking energy from you. And uh, sometimes you are connected to someone who's in a relationship with someone who is making them feel bad about themselves and, and blaming them for their things. And it's like, Hey, you know, it's helpful to point out like in this situation, you're being abused. That doesn't mean that this person is an irredeemable abuser. Um, it doesn't mean that we're not all capable of this behavior. This doesn't mean that this is the character that this person plays for other people. Cause that can be very confusing. I've had people in my life that I just like, when they're in my life, I just feel like this was kind of my twin thing it was just like my, you know, I typically give people space and, uh, you know, I'm typically not a vampire, but I feel like I was definitely a vampire for him. Like I was just like, I made my emotional needs a priority over like his boundaries. And, um, I was, uh, I would label myself as toxic at points in that connection 
And so there's value in realizing like, hey, whatever it is about this connection is hurting us. So let's get out of it. But I don't, this thing that where we want to then make sure that everyone else knows that they're bad. And I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of this. But uh, we want to make sure that everyone else knows that they're bad and that, you know what I mean? We're trying to convince other people that they're bad. I think that we cause harm and we don't leave a lot of space for people to heal and to get better. And so I've been thinking a lot about like, how do you identify behavior that is not working for you and disconnect from it because this connection is taking my energy or we're in a loop of taking each other's energy without like diagnosing someone as an an irredeemable uh, monster, which is going to be a lot of the work that we're doing next year is how do we allow people their perspective without labeling them uh, irredeemable forever? Because we are moving away from physical death and moving towards death and rebirth in a cycle, which means we, in order to allow that process to take place, we have to allow people to die to their old shittier versions and be reborn as a better version of themselves. And, um, I'm thinking right now I'm like exes is, you know, old friends, whatever. I'm not talking about bigger social issues. That's a, a far more nuanced conversation, but, um, you know, I definitely found value in identifying what we would call narcissistic behavior in relationships, in getting free from those relationships and then saw the unintended consequences of othering people creating a them with that. So, um, that's a valuable thing I think for us to like kind of think about where it's like, um, separating from connections but rather seeing it as like a mechanism of the connection and then you have to feel your feelings and process your feelings right so it's like this person hurt me and that's valid and whatever um but maybe every person that ever hurt me isn't an irredeemable monster you know maybe it was um because a lot of times it's like two we have two sides we have this good bad right we have this this duality where it's like um too much compassion will keep us in a connection that's hurting us because we are like putting ourselves in their shoes and allowing ourselves to continue to be uh, victimized here. So that's not the answer, right? It's the, it's hot, cold, just right. Um, the other answer maybe isn't, you know, destroying people and, and considering them permanently irredeemable. You know, maybe people are in a lot of interpersonal relationships specifically i'm mostly speaking like romantic familial relationships um maybe we're then hurting them with that so is there a way for us to separate ourselves from connections that are hurting us you know with your parents there's a lot of like vampire mothers right what is the balance here and i don't have the answer to that it's just something that i've noticed and something P and I talked about for a second. I was like, I've been thinking about this a lot because I think I definitely, uh, contributed to just labeling, you know, people. And when I, when it, then when I saw what that caused, I was like, yeah, this isn't, I didn't want to do this either. I kind of want to say, Hey, you have the right to leave this relationship and your compassion and empathy is being 
like kind of weaponized against you by someone who's wounded and you kind of have to create an, them as an external enemy to get out of it. But then how, do, what's the least destructive way we could do that? Um, anyway, something to think about. I also can't stay mad at anybody. So, um, dun, dun, dun. all right. This is so all over the place. All right, I have to pee so bad, so I'm going to wrap this up. The last one is what you're supposed to do is what you want. I get a lot of people um, call for readings, and they're like, um, I just want to make sure I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And it's like, well, what do you want to do? And then they have all these like fears. They're like, well, I want to do this, but I don't know if that's just me letting myself off the hook. And I'm like, for the love of God, let yourself off the hook. God damn. Uh, that really is where it's at. It's hiding in plain sight. It's the thing you want to do. Most of you want to do beautiful things, but like also some of you just want to make art. Some of you want to travel the world. It's fine. What you want to do is what you are supposed to do. And that's it. That's the whole trick of it. And you have the ability to do, if you want to do it, you literally have a map inside of you for how to do it. It's so dumb. It's, it's so dumb how it's right in front of our face. But once again, that lack programming is working overtime, convincing you that things are way more difficult than they actually are. Um, another tiny trick is change the way that you talk about money, change the way that you look at abundance. Okay. Abundance is, and that's your natural state of being, but you are, you have a viral program inside of you of lack. And so what you are addressing is the lack virus program, right? Remember when we would get like viruses on our computers and like pop up, pop up, pop up, pop up, pop up. That's what lack programming is. It's every time you are trying to access your abundance, your natural state of abundance, this lack programming has pop-ups and you're just kind of di like removing, you identify with those pop-ups as your natural state of being and you're slowly just like disidentifying with it. I don't think that's a word. Um, so some tricks for that is I never say I can't afford anything cause that's not true. I don't want to spend money on it is what I say. And sometimes that doesn't feel true, but I mean, the truth is that even when I was, there was a point <laughs> There was a point where I was so poor that I paid for my daughter's uh, birthday party and her presents with giving plasma. I was giving pla like I was I was at the plasma thing so often. That was actually like a job of mine for a while. Um, anything that I just decided like I have to have this, I always figured out a way. And we have been programmed that like we don't deserve most things and that we can't have most things, and so we accept that. We just like accept disgruntledly accept that we we don't try <clears throat> not saying you don't try not that's not the same thing as like pull yourself up by your bootstraps bullshit we don't ask you know we don't insist and we don't feel entitled not that there's a lot of gross connotations around the word man this is really like walking a tightrope these days trying to trying to communicate ideas without um aligning with spiritual bypassers um or without appearing to align with spiritual bypassers it's also especially difficult with 
brain fog. I say I don't want to spend money on that, even when it doesn't seem true. Like, I never say I can't afford I haven't said I can't afford something in so long. And it's just kind of a trick for the system. It's giving all the power back to me, right? And so uh, it can also seem like victim blaming if that's the space that you're in. But this is for, like, actually hacking this. You know, this is not for dealing with the pain and the trauma of having lived in lack. So those are two different things. But just a trick for the system is I don't want to spend money for it. So I'm taking credit for every aspect of it, which it just it's just a way to get the control panel back. Um, man, this and that is fucking exhausting. It is it is it's such an interesting like this this tiny window of time where we're kind of coming out of this duality and moving into like every single thing is a paradox is a really interesting time to have a podcast, let me tell you. A a podcast where we talk about how to do these things. It is um I love it if I'm honest, I love it. Um, okay. So there might be some readings open. I don't know. I'm about to take a week off. There might be, I might open some readings before this. Um, it imagination project is, uh, imagination with a Z instead of a T projects.com. And there's a bunch of shit there. Most of it's like, you know, brand new and run by completely, uh, like volunteers. And so please be patient. I was, actually not ready for it to come out, but I wanted to get in front of Mars retrograde and figured we could tinker with it during Mars retrograde. My number one priority with imagination project is finding a way to efficiently provide mental health and, and other healing services for people going through the awakening. That's the part I care about the most. Um, Beck Sanders is working on community building the forums and shit. I wanted to make sure there was a forum to to get triggering shit out of the Facebook group. Other than that, the forums are like not the highest priority at the moment. Um, and it is people working on a volunteer thing. If you are going through the awakening and are, um, struggling and need help and don't have money, uh, imagination project does offer subsidized services. That is uh, a lot of people volunteering their time. So it's not that quick. Just so you know, I, I, um, work a lot and then have to do it at night when I'm done working. So, um, it is not super quick. Please be patient. We're also trying to figure out the best infrastructure. So it's just a lot of volunteers volunteering their time. Don't be weird and complain about it. Cause it's a weird thing to complain about. Um, what else? I guess that's it. I don't know. I'm going to try to get this up tonight and then I'm going to go to Nashville and watch people make music and fucking relax. So I love you guys. See you next week.